The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh! Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! It's Christmas. Let's do it! Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. Well, Mr. Alley, we have ourselves another studio invasion. Full house. Full house. Yeah. Sitting in studio with us is none other than Mr. Rad, Chad Roberts himself. Hello, everybody. Chad's been here before, but a first-time guest is the lovely Dawn Graham. The lovely Dawn. Welcome, Dawn. Lovely. Thank you. And she has brought with her, he, he's over here, he's monitoring, and I'm already getting a dirty look, none other than Mr. Joe Scholar. So. <laughs> it's my bodyguard. He's, uh, <laughs> he's like, say wrong, one wrong word, young yeah, man. I got to be good here, you. right? I can't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Watch my mouth. Chad's on the short leash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I kind of want to dive right into this is, you know, you have a journey here, Chad, that you've been on for the last... It's been about 12 months now, right? I think right at 12 months. Yeah. Well, no, September was, it would be, it'll be 12 months in September. And you don't, I don't want you to go into detail, but kind of give everybody before we get started with Dawn, you were, you were done. Like you were so frustrated. You're like, I can't, I'm just, I'm done, you know, and, and you were having a little bit of a mental struggle. Yeah, so I mean, look here, here, here we go, listener land and shooter land. Um, <laughs> so I was talking to you, and we were talking about like you know the way I work on social media, and the way I I kind of presented myself as a shooter in this game was to let people into my world, and I think that's what's fun about social media. And I didn't want to lie about it. I didn't want to be one of those guys that's I'm smiling on the camera and I look cool in Facebook world, but I'm not really cool. Struggling, 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 whatever it is. So I just wanted to kind of give it a real world feel. I really sat down and looked at it. So if you guys follow me, um, you know, it was just one of those things where I've always wanted people to see what I was doing. You know, it's a cool sport. Um, I I come from the racing background and I have a, you know, I'm in marketing, I have a marketing degree, I have a business management degree. So working at Shimano and doing the sponsorship in the United States and North American continent for years, being a professional racer, um, that was just something I wanted to do. So what happened is, you know, I was shooting so well, um, kind of like some people say out of your mind, but you know, I started back in 07. I didn't, I didn't grow up with a gun in my hand. I shot rifles and pistols, you know, at animals to eat. Uh, growing up, I didn't even shoot a bird until I moved into California besides with a, a BB gun, not with a shotgun. So I never shot a clay target. I was actually at a race. If you guys follow anything of my journey, I was at a race and we couldn't race that year. It was national championship. So I took everybody clay shoot and I thought, well, this is something I'd really get into. And I was coming, I was winding down in my career in 2006 racing. So, you know, we had the Olympics in 08 and I, I bounced around a couple teams at that time. And so I, I, I really just wanted to shoot. And so I started competing in 07. I was still racing full time. And, 
everything came really quickly for me. Um, I went through the ranks. I think I turned master by the early 2009, I think. So it was like, what, 16 months or something, 17 months. Mm -hmm. I befriended Zach Kinbaum. I had started taking lessons from Anthony, flying out two or three times a year. Um, you know, I progressed really fast. I didn't win anything in masters. I was winning everything in the, the, the lower classes a lot, like state sh shoots and all that stuff. Placing at Anthony's uh, shoots out here in C class. I won it B class, you know, things like that. Uh, when I turned master it kind of fell apart. I didn't do anything for three years, four years. And then in 2013, working with Anthony again, and, um, I won and a uh, big state shoot in Arizona and I, started getting on my way and of course you know everybody knows that anthony went for the uh, the the olympic stuff and i kept on just shooting sporting um came across wendell cherry um i was kind of struggling a little bit targets were changing thanks joe <laughs> um you know at that it was about 2013 somewhere i started seeing targets change when i'd go from the west coast to out east so I couldn't figure it out. And I didn't have a coach really because Anthony was out being busy and being Mr. You know, Olympic guy. Olympia. And, uh, you know, I went with Wendell for a while. I went down that rabbit hole of just, you know, that was the only way to shoot, you know, and now looking back, it's just part of the whole journey. But um, I did really well. You know, PSCA came along. I was high. I was shooting well at the nationals. I've been top three in five standing main event fee task all that stuff so i was i was there 2019 i won all the stuff on the west coast i third at the nationals you know and five five stand i think that year and 2020 came and all of a sudden it wasn't because of COVID. i was i started out hot and i was like man this is gonna if it's anything like 19 it's gonna be on and then all of a sudden it just stopped and i couldn't figure it out and so so like you, go ahead what i was gonna say is like what most people do is they go down and and Joe will be on, you know, at some point or he might just be just shaking his head up and down. Well, most people do. And most of you guys in shooter land or growls, you'll go down the rabbit hole of thinking that your technique's wrong. So you start chasing techniques and you go to this instructor, that instructor over here to this other instructor. And I did that. I start, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of friends and sponsors in this industry. So I have a lot of teammates. So I worked with Bill McGuire, Corey Cruz, Anthony again. Ben Hustwaite, um, David Radulovich, Wendell, um, took lessons from Gavin Miles once, Tom John Jr. I, 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 it, it's pretty much who I haven't taken lessons from. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of different styles. <laughs> you know, right? So, and, and if you know anything about these guys, there is a ton of different styles. So, um, you know, Corey probably said it best. He's like, dude, it's ebb and flow in this game. Um you know, when we're at our level, it's not necessarily about technique. It's about timing and connecting with the target. You know, like what Derek and I talked about, what mm. we were working on when I was out here last time. Um, but I thought something was missing, and that's where. So that's when the that's when the boiling point happened. It was, yeah. I believe it was Southeast Regional last year. Yeah, about quit. And you and I had a conversation, and, and I I kind of wanted to. I was trying to convince you to to give Don's program a try now. Obviously, you had to want to do it. So what made you say, okay, I'm all in? And that's a funny story. So my girlfriend was with me, my fiance, sorry, Jen. Um, and she was down in Southeast, and we had such a spectacular time traveling and doing all the stuff we do. And and she that was the first shoot she's been to at a long time. And she goes, who are you? Like, I'd win locally. 
win lots of money locally. I have no problem winning locally around the West Coast. I do pretty good. Dude, I was, I think if I hit, well, I hit 85 once the weekend. I mean, it was, it was awful. And I, I was like, I am so tired of this because I will say this, this game will beat on you. Mm-hmm. Bunker beats on you. Sporting beats on you. BMX beats on you. They all beat on you. But when you're young, you kind of forget about it because you're just having fun. Right. And you don't realize of all the training you're doing while you're having fun. And I'm at a level now where fun for me is winning. I know that Don and I've talked about this a lot. You know, that's part of why I do what I Mm -hmm. do. I love to just win at whatever I do. I just think it's fun. I love the training aspect, the fun part of it all. So I was going to quit. And Jen said she gave me basically three, yeah, three decisions. She says you can stop quit be okay with it you can be pissed and just continue to drive yourself into insane right or you can go do something about it so that was that was it so i called my friend so my ex uh my ex teammate uh jason richardson wrote a book he's actually a certified sports guy a psychologist mm-hmm. and he was a teammate of mine we both won world championships at the same time I and mean, guys it's stud um, he, you know, I said, look, I, I've been wanting to come with you for a while. And he's like, I know, but he's, he was super expensive. And on top of the expense, it was, he didn't know anything about our sport. So, you know, you can go talk to Anthony, you can go talk to Ben, you can go talk to Joe. You can talk to a lot of these guys that have it. They have a very good understanding of the mental side of the game, in my opinion, but that's because they've been engrossed with it for most of their life. And when you come from it, from my angle where I've done something else so well and BMX was to me, I didn't, I had swan ears and mental coaches and stuff, but not until the later career part of my career, because we didn't need to, I just knew yeah. how to, I knew, I knew how to win. I trained to win. So I was a winner, you know, and you that's, do, yeah. and I did it since I was a little kid. So you don't realize all the work you did. And right, then exactly. when I got in a new sport, there was a ton of work and I didn't realize it was there. My fault. Apologize, Don, but you know, we've always argued, her and I argue about this already. Um, you know, I to me the technical side was the most important, and then the mental side would come along with it because of, in my opinion, some of it still sits there a little bit in the back of my head is is the confidence level. And if you're hitting targets because your your technique is right, then confidence, you break a target, and then the X's come and then it just barrel rolls down but there's more to that now that i've done this program but basically i said hey i want you to do this he's like dude i don't know your game it's gonna take me a year of traveling all these shoots see what you guys do i need to study some of the other pros blah 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 and he goes and i reason why i called him is because of dawn because she had actually reached out to me a week before that um because of you yeah so um and sean i know you got questions here uh dawn i had called you and talked to you about chad uh, and we discussed some of his struggles, you know, cause Chad was sharing them with me all the time. So, um, what was it about the things that Chad was going through that you recognized would be a good fit for your program? Well, you're, you're Notice nothing's being said because <laughs> nothing's good. It's all bad. She's like, I can make a, for- She's like, I can make a fortune off of this yeah, guy. How, how much time do we have? <laughs> no, I mean... The main thing I recall is just him wanting to quit. I mean, you didn't really get into anything super personal. No, no. I just, 50-foot view from above. Yeah, the main thing. And that happens a lot with with folks that, um, 
they just get so discouraged that they want to quit. And some of them want to quit in the middle of an event and, you know, throw in shells and whatever else. It happens a lot. There's a little phenomenon just as an aside that happens that can happen in those situations. And that's all of a sudden they start shooting better because they're letting go and they're stuck forcing it and trying so hard but that's something totally different but the that was the main thing i remember is he just was ready to quit and obviously cared about him and yeah was hoping he would yeah and jason just the other jason my friend um the sports guy said look you can go to me you can go to her i don't really care here's the deal if you don't want to let me or her in your brain it won't work Mm -hmm. and that was Probably where I was like calling you mm-hmm. and talking to you. So that's a scary place for anybody to be, Chad. <laughs> yes, it is. And <laughs> and that's look, I don't care what anybody says. Like they they think that's all hocus pocus and it's bullshit. Excuse my language, but it's not. It's not. If you know how to win and you do a sport that you know deep in your heart you can do, not a problem at all. If you don't know how to win, you have to learn to win. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care how much money you spend with me, Ben Hustwaite, Anthony Matarese. I've been told by every single one of those guys, and Derek was in the studio telling you the same thing. My skill level is at least a 12. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Mental game. Ben's the first thing he did to me when he took a test. He did a test with me when they first started working. He's like, dude, your mental game's at a four. You're, you're, I've watched you shoot. It, you, you don't need to travel around the country to have somebody tell you you're a good shot. You need to believe it in yourself. And, he, and you know, he's not a sports guy. So he's just like, you just can't do that. Right. You can't get mad. Okay, Ben, but that's why I'm coming to you. So how do I not be mad? You <laughs> right. know? Well, let, uh, me, let me stop you right there. Because yeah. I want to ask Don, I mean, you see this all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, obviously, Chad's on the elite level of our sport. I'm sure you've seen something similar with other people at his level. And I know that there's a lot of people in the entry level and mid level that all, you know, feel like what's wrong with me. Right. But it's not really that different to you. Is it? You see it like you're all the same, right? Every single athlete that I've ever worked with has issues related to self-confidence or anger or frustration or um, second guessing. And it doesn't matter how high or low they are on the level of what of you know their their class or you know with golfers if they're in top 10 or not it, it they're all human yeah. you know and i mean chad's no different he had some of his own human things going on you know? yeah yeah but i'm just trying to say i mean for our listeners out there why we keep talking about dawn and how important she is you think you might be unique you think you might have a problem that nobody else can fix but she's seen it so much that it's just, you know, another person she's trying to help. And so many people say that too. And they, they, when they approach me, they'll say, I don't think you can help me. I mean, some of them joke. Yeah, like, we joke around. Yeah. Jason joke around that all the time. Well, we know we can't help, help Jason. Thanks, brother. Thanks, buddy. appreciate that. Good friend there, Here, Jay. pass the bottle. Here you go. I can help you. Now you see why I want to stay in double A? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I get all the jokes. But there's also the serious people that are like, you know, there's no way you could help me with all this or I'm beyond help. And they really believe it. You you want me to give you a good example of what I think? Sure. Okay. You take Anthony Matarese. We all love him here, right? We Mm -hmm. all like him. You like him, Joe, over there? Yeah, we love him. Put him in a BMX bike. Give him one year. You think he's going to win? I don't give a shit how good he is on a bike and he won't be. He will be so frustrated because he's coming from a sport that he dominates in. 
right. dominates. You take anybody that dominates in one sport, and if they go into something they've never done before, and they start from scratch, yes, you ha- there obviously is a skill level set that you have to hone in. You got to learn how to do it. You have to create habits. You have to you know create the create the techniques and stuff. But they will fail because they don't know how to win. I don't know how to win. It's been a it's been too long at a highest level to win that sitting in front of a crowd for the national championships. I've never been in that situation, you know. And when I was doing well, I was in this situation. So and I forgot how. Remember the dirt road I told you that grows oh, up yeah. with weeds. You you lose the road. Right. And I definitely lost the road. And that's why I reached out for help. And I was, you know, honestly, I was going to pick somebody that lived right near me because he, he's down the road from me, but he didn't know our sport. And he's like, dude, you really need to talk to somebody that knows the sport. Yeah. Ours dealt with athletes in that sport. And I'm like, well, this girl owns her own range. She shoots. She's going out with somebody that's super cool and knowledgeable of the game. She, you know, and it, it's, it's just, it's a good, it's a good fit. Yeah. And people, they hem and haw about it. And I get it. You know, I, I told you that what, you know, I lost a few shoots since I've been with Don and I've been frustrated here and there. Um, I was that way after Anthony's place, after Joe got, actually I shot your course better than Anthony's, but, um, I was pretty frustrated cause I trained so hard for it. And I've been doing the work that Don had had me do. And, yeah. and I even got to a point where I'd called her at a shoot this spring. And I said, I think you got me going the opposite way. I mean, I, I actually really don't care if I win, lose or show up at the event at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm just getting on a plane and going. And I was just going through the motions like, Whoa, Whoa, what, what's going on? Yeah. I didn't ask for that. That's not me. And where'd the fire go? You know? And she put it out. It was out. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, I, I want to start from the beginning of the journey. Don, when Chad first got started with you in the clay shooters course, he had lots of questions, and I know this because him and I were talking. He's like, "Man, I called and asked for this, and this, and this." I'm like, "Gene, Christmas, hold on a minute, you know, you're you're jumping into chapter five, and you haven't even opened the book yet." So, um, is there any of those discussions from early on that you could share with us? I mean, obviously nothing private, but something you know, I that, got a private well, one. Well, no, <laughs> do the on. damn work. <laughs> yeah, but no, something that could help people understand the struggles that he was experiencing. In other words, you know, he was calling you with questions in regards to the course and with his struggles. But so the people that are listening understand he's not alone. They're not alone. You know, if somebody wants to come to you, can you can you elaborate a little bit on some of those discussions? That way people understand what was going on. Yeah, I mean, this might not be what you're thinking I'm going to say. But one of the things that stood out with Chad up front was super analytical and wanted the answers now and so i would say a little impatient and um (laughs) we we finally got a response out of joe he's over there (laughs) laughing his butt off he knows the story it's hilarious it is funny he didn't he didn't want to i mean not that he knew this but he didn't want to go through the process he's and he was jumping ahead like he was starting to try to put things together, even though he was early on. And and this is not unique to him. It, it, it's a small percentage of my clients that do it, but <laughs> they, they are, there are others. There's one right now that's just starting out doing the same thing. And um, they just think they already know, and they think they, they're already thinking they're putting it together. 
but then they also want answers that they're going to get when the time is right. And it's, it's kind of was more like that. You know, he yeah. was just yeah. ready to get started. He wanted solutions fast and he wanted, he was, yeah, that was. And, and, you know, cause I had a pre misconception. Is that the word? Yeah. Too of what the program was. And it wasn't because I didn't listen to Dawn and it wasn't because I didn't watch her videos or look her up, you know, and, and do my due diligence. Matter of fact, I had my friend do is do the due diligence and look and make sure I wasn't seriously dealing with somebody that would not be able to help me. Right. Yeah. And, and Dawn passed with flying colors and, you know, cause she doesn't know what she's talking about. What the program will allow you guys not to do is skip forward. So I wasn't passing up into different chapters. Mm-hmm. So the um, only way you could actually do that is then not do the work at all. Right. And then wait for 12 weeks, thir- 21 weeks actually. And then you could go as far as, as fast as you wanted to, but you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. So I was following the program to the T, but because I thought I knew because I see it, I've, I've raced, I've done stuff before. Um, I would always have these questions like, is this what it means? Is this what it means? How about this? What does this mean? Is, you know, and it was, she's like, whoa, dude, just do the work. <laughs> and, and then three chapters in, right. I call you. I was like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I got the text right here. It says, I get it now. So, so, so you were kind of, and I, I can sympathize with what you're doing. Cause I kind of was guilty of doing that early on as well. So you were basically, were you doing this every night? I mean, were you kind of working with your program every night or just a couple times a week? Or what was, I, what was your, what was your I schedule? I promised my girlfriend, Jen, my fiance, um, that I would, if I'm going to do this, I want to be able to at least do it 100% knowing that if it truly doesn't work, it's not Dawn, it would be me. Okay. I wanted to do the work and see what happens. I made sure, although I had the questions, once I, I think I, I told her, if I remember correctly, once I go, okay, I, I, I'm starting to understand it now, like it's, okay, the questions I have are kind of being answered because I talked to you about this too. Yeah, yeah. Is that I just really sat back and I said, you know what? That's when I came to you and I said, I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to just really sit back and, and buckle up and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I think my first time with you live was at the nationals. So it was what, eight weeks in, I was on week number eight. I just started week number eight. I saw her on Wednesday or Tuesday. So I just started on Monday. I got the new, then I'm like, I just got number eight or the the next thing. And it was on week eight. And I think it was six or eight. And I can tell you right now. I may not have been a better shooter out of it because I think that's what people are thinking you're going to well, get. You know what? Like, well, we're going to. I know. I know where you're know going. Where I'm going with this. But but speaking of the nationals, I can give an example. And Dawn's <laughs> smiling and shaking her head. She knows where I'm going with this. Maybe I can give an example of how it had already started to change you. You lost your electronic ears yeah. at the nationals, yeah. and and Alec is looking at me and. And he's I'm, waiting for the explosion. He's waiting for the he's waiting for the hand grenade, the little lever to pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the pin was already pulled. Well, let me right? let me back you up. There, there was two things that happened that day that led into that. So first off, I have a I have this older guy I shoot with. I love you, Lenny, with all my heart <laughs> in the world. Jason, you know him, but we call him the angry grandpa, and that boy gets mad at shoots, and he doesn't get mad at his shooting, how he shoots. He gets mad if the event's not ran well. 
and if something goes wrong. And I remember we were in, we were on the super sport and this kid messed up with our cards and we went three stations in before it was caught. And man, when he went when the kid learned that it was bad, he's like, wait, I got the wrong guy up and you've already got four slots filled. We're on station seven and nine, nine and 10 are filled. You're the wrong guy. And Lenny's like lost his mind. He's like, and I had to go back, jump in front of Zach, get our cards fixed. It was a <laughs> no. mess. Right. And I'm just like, dude, 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 it's okay, bro. You know, it's okay. I didn't even, didn't even think about it. All I wanted to do is go back and drink beer because it was a long day. And uh, we got back to the the thing. And, of course, we went over to Bear Pelt. She wanted to do – I had launched one of my new vests, and they wanted to do pictures. And somehow I lost my earplugs. And these are $2,500, you know, electronics, right? And I just went back. We were over at the Atlas booth. Come outside to put my stuff. And I put my hands in my pocket. And I'm like, where are my earplugs? And Alec, like you said, just looked like I was just going to flip a card over. He was waiting for it. Like I was going to, yeah, he, him and Aunt, I, I think him and Lenny went both directions. Like, <laughs> well, and Alec and, was actually like walking behind him, like looked like he was trying to catch him if he fell. He was actually trying to grab him real quick before he killed somebody. So, but I didn't, but it, it didn't happen. No, I just it said, didn't come. well, I lost my earplugs and I'm like, you're gotta be kidding. I'm like, oh, well. Let's go back and see if I dropped them somewhere. And these are two earplugs in the middle of the nationals. I don't know where they're at. So and they're black in color. Go back to the. I traced all the way back from Atlas, which is on one side of the facility, all the way over to the Bear Pelt tent, which is on the other side of the facility. They're having a party with the game board guys next door and the Rhino people. There's a big. There's tons of people. They're sitting right in the dirt. No kidding. Didn't even phase me that I lost them, and I was like. Oh, here they are. And Lenny's like, I can't believe you just didn't just lose your mind and you didn't care. And I was like, you know what? I didn't care. And then it started hitting me. So, okay, to to expand upon that a little bit, uh, before we get into some of the questions here with Dawn is, Jen. Yes. Your fiance. Yes. Started to notice a change in you at home. Now, that's totally outside of shooting. Can you... I'm not on video. I'm like smiling right now. I know, but can you can you explain what some of the? What, I'm a very intense person. Really, I'm about to tell you I, <laughs> right now. I, I really, I really need to call up Jen um, right now because she would love. Yeah, to everybody I'm a very cool, intense but. person. Um, I take my job very seriously. Um, when whether it's working at Shimano or teaching, I know you guys are paying money, so it's like you are my life. This is what I put my time in, and Jen. One day I got up and I just said, I, I don't remember what week it was on. I was probably on 12, week 12 of the program or something. And I got up one morning and I went over and gave her a kiss. And I was like, good morning. How are you? Again, same thing. It's like, who are you? And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? She goes, why did you do that? And I was like, because I wanted to. And she goes, huh, okay. And she didn't say anything. And um, I did something. I called her up on the way home from the club that day after teaching all day and she's like you never call me and it's like i was just wondering if you want me to stop and get food whatever came home turned the phone off got on tv we started watching the housewives of wherever because we love that show <laughs> <laughs> or the or jersey shore or something i don't know and um she's like you know i didn't want to say it and i was gonna wait but you're a nicer person <laughs> don's chuckling and I didn't understand it because I didn't feel it. I've told you. I don't. But did I don't it register? Notice. I mean, no, no, you don't feel it. 
Okay. You do not feel it. And but when, you, but when I do not it, feel any different than I did the when I was pissed off with something went wrong in the house. Like, but I when dropped, she said it, did it actually ring a bell? Yeah, for I you? was like, I never noticed. And she's like, You are. Have you even noticed that you're being nicer to Troy, which is her her kid, and you know you're you're not you're not like dropping something like you dropped some coffee in the living or the kitchen the other day. This is something you talk about. And I just like, whatever. And you got another coffee and left. You used to, it's like, ah, you know, cause I got to go to work and dang it, you know, and just lose my mind for 10 minutes. Even though I'm not yelling at anybody, I'm just portraying right. some, whatever you want to call it, anger, I guess. And she's like, you're not even doing that. And, and I will say this, whether my, and this is, this is where it's weird. I have had shooters say, well, she is obviously not helping you. You haven't won anything. I don't know. I feel like I'm a better person. You haven't won anything. You just won high overall. Right. But I mean, saying when this was State. going on, when this was okay. happening during the, oh, yeah, the program, yeah. right. people are like, why would you go do a, a, a this mental stuff? You know, is she making you quack like a duck too? You know, it's like, I get comments like that. It's like, no, actually she hasn't. I would love to see if she could try. She, um, she did make you quit snoring. <laughs> And, and that's the other thing. Jen said, I stopped snoring and I'm, I'm a big kid. And when I'm super lightweight, I don't snore as I've gotten bigger. I've gained some weight this year and I'm kind of fluctuating right now. Now I'm back on this crazy diet and I've lost some weight. But she said, even when I was at my bigger weight, I wasn't snoring. I was sleeping deeper. Like, and I even felt that part I did say I noticed because I was using the audios before bed all the time. And so if I wake up, I'd watch again and it's funny because lately like the last couple days i haven't been sleeping really well at your house so i threw down one of the audios the other night boom i'm out you know eight hours of sleep and i was like thank god because i was (laughs) coming out here so things like that are what you're gonna notice are you gonna go out and win hoa 98 on a course no but if you shoot like crap you're not gonna depends on the person it depends on the person right but i'm if i'm saying if you don't it's not, it's not, that's, I personally, now that I've done the course, it's not what it's about. I wanted to be a better person. And I'm already, it was a better person and all that stuff. I, I'm not doing anything crazy, but I, I just felt the effects on that side even more so, which made me, hence, going into understanding the program more. I'm more present. I'm more calm because I'm present. I don't get angry when things go wrong. Now I've built some new training programs that will make anybody mad, but that was just so I could have some shot at Joe's targets, but um, (laughs) they were designed that way. And there was a point for it. And I kind of took this from Don. I was like, okay, I'm going to make a program that super makes you mad. It will make you mad doing this. And you know, it's called the devil. And, but you got two choices. You're either going to become present and focus or you're going to get mad and go back in your car and go home. I've told every one of my kids that's done it. Every single one of my kids that one state in California did that program. And I did it because of what I learned from Don. And I don't even know if this is correct or not, Don. But I couldn't teach him how to be present mm-hmm. because I don't do that. That's your job. That's mm-hmm. what you do is for a, a, a person. And I know some of the coaches out there say they try to instill some of that at young ages. But some of these are people that we coach are older people. They've... They're, they're in their ways, right? Right. <laughs> Lenny's in his set in his yeah. ways, right? So I was like, I'm going to bring them to the brink and they're going to have to. And then when I see them go in and their demeanor changes, like I saw it in yours when we were doing a demeanor, mm-hmm. when you were like kind of frustrated, you're like, I'm about ready to throw my gun down range because I can't get it. 
and I'm like, bear down or walk away and you bear down and it was a different demeanor, that demeanor I can't teach. And that's the presence that I was right. looking for. And that's the closest thing. If I could say anything is I could get to what she's taught me to do outside of shooting. Well, let me interrupt well, because okay. hold, hold on. Let me interrupt you. All right. Let's kick the air conditioners on for five minutes. We'll come back right. We'll come right back. And I want to dive into this with Don. Um, in the meantime, thank you. Elite shotguns, Fioki USA, Bearpel, Atlas traps, RE Ranger, Odo Pro Technologies, Rhino Chokes, the lovely Miss Don Grant that's joining us in studio, Vero Beach Clay Shooting, White Flyer Targets, and Score Chaser. We will be right back. The Dead Pair. And we just got the double thumbs up from Mr. Rad himself, so we're back. Uh, Don, let's just dive right into this. We all know Chad's a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But can you tell us how he may have been a little bit more unique than some of your past clients? Was there anything unique about his situation or it was like, no, I've seen this. I mean. Well, definitely coming over from BMX reminded me of a a pro golfer that I had worked with in the past who moved mm -hmm. over from Europe and he was a professional football player. Okay. He had come from being very successful in European football and high intensity, lots of, you know, not even a moment to think, right? You have to be totally present. You're totally engaged. It's nonstop. And he had to figure out how to transfer that into golfing, which is actually the exact opposite, right? Yeah. So Chad reminded me a little bit of that as far as coming from a totally different sport, high intensity, a lot of activity. And, you know, one of the Issues that can come up with, especially sporting clays, is the monotony of the pairs. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of time that you can think about something, not only in the monotony of the pairs, but also moving on and going into, you know, waiting for your next station and things like that. And That's very interesting you say that. And, and um, I, I guess I'd never put that together. The, the raw intensity... Of motocross, and I forgive me, everybody's sick of hearing me saying I would compare motocross to everything, but the raw intensity of something that's constantly changing. If you actually had to consciously think about every single thing that you have to do to get through a corner, be in the right gear, have the right preload suspension to clear that 75 foot double or triple, you know, you would probably crash every time. But it, but there, there was so much being present. And 100% aware of what was going on. Or you were, I mean, here you miss a target. It's no big deal. There you miss a jump and you're probably not going home. You know, I mean, so the, the, the raw intensity and the raw absolute sure focus and then coming to a sport like sporting clays, it's like, okay, calm mind and all that, you know, and like you said, the pairs, Mm -hmm. the monotony of it. So that, Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I, we, we have a yeah. Don Grant. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was, it was the same for me because I mean, I, every sport I participate in wrestling, football, baseball, basketball, you know, it's all about intensity, getting yourself amped up before you get, go to the game. And this is the first sport I've ever done where it's like, that's totally counterproductive. Is it still like that for you in sumo wrestling? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I like sumo wrestling. We, we just cool. got a laugh out of Jets. It's, 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 awesome. it's, it, it, it's hard for him to get away from I me know. in this small room. <laughs> No, you know what? We love you, Sean. One of the things that I also, I have noticed with Don is, 
you know, I went full in as of what, 2012, I raced my last race and I was racing <laughs> mountain bikes and, uh, a lot and some road bike crit racing, <clears throat> but, um, I didn't really have a sport or anything I could really dive into with that intensity. So mm -hmm. obviously trying to do that and shooting doesn't work as we're, you just explained and everybody's talking about, um, what I found is that occupying my time with other things helps. Um, and what I mean by that is in, in the physical shape of working out a lot. I do a lot of type of working out where it's very high intensity and very. Helps you get that release kind of thing. Yeah. And I surf a ton. And when I'm surfing, even though it's so physical, it's also very mellow you know it's it's like what they say i don't right? know look, i know there's sharks look, right he, he took so. me down to where he swims and there's seal colonies and stuff and he's like oh yeah there's sharks here and i'm like and you call me stupid um but surfing for me brings me present and it's such a hard game for well not a game but a hard sport to do um because it's never the same um it it allows me to put a lot of focus into the physical side on that side which makes me feel good and then when I get into this, I just feel really mellow, you know? Huh. So I, 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 that has helped too, um, for me getting, doing other things. Right. Well, I want to bounce over to Don because we've touched on it a few times and I know that, you know, we joke around that everybody's a basket case or mental case, but how often in your experience from doing your program, do you actually run across a person who is unique and that you feel like maybe you do have to tweak it a little bit, or do you not find that at all? Well, if you're talking about like my program, meaning the online course, because mm -hmm. that's what most people are doing now. Right. Um, but do you I, ever have somebody like say, this isn't working for me? I'm trying my hardest. And do you ever find out that, okay, so one thing, they're not doing it right or they're not taking their time. It's but always they're not doing it right. It's just happened. Okay. We um, we have a mutual mutual client. Joe's getting, he does instruction for this guy. And he, he comes down and shoots up my club. And does instruction, shoots my NSA event. So um, he's become a friend as well. And he kept telling me that he'd done my program. But I'm listening to him over dinner, and I'm like, there's no way he did my program. Like, the things he's saying yeah. are basic, you know, just things about focus or not being able to, um, I don't know, move on from a miss. You know, of course, he's not saying it that way. But I'm, I'm hearing him talking, and I'm like, there's just no way he's done my program. So I'd say to him, you sure you like you did the video, like the online course, the 21 lessons. And he's like, yeah. And then a week later, two weeks later, I'd see him again. And I kept saying to Joe, there's just no freaking way. Like, there's no way. So I saw him this past weekend and he said it again about doing my program. I'm like, I need specifics here. Like, what do you mean you've done my program? Because I have mental training on demand also, which are like little 10 minute videos. There's like several hundred of them. Mm -hmm. Um uh, one of my pro staff, um, I don't think she'd mind if I say it, but Grace, she was doing the mental training on demand, not even realizing it. She not and not the online course. And she was talking about how much she loved these little videos, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, little videos? That wait was, a minute. That was our fault. Remember? Because yeah. Grace was in studio with us and she's like, what do you yeah. mean the clean shooters mind game? You know, it's, these, it's all these little videos. And she showed us her phone. I'm like, right. that's, not, that's the course. not the course. What are you doing? I you know? know. Yeah. So, so this gentleman, though, I find I, he was like, yeah, I downloaded all your videos and I have them on my computer. And I was like, okay, hold on. You can't download the videos. So what do you have? Because they're like an hour and a half, two hours each. They're massive right. files. He was like, well, the PDFs. I said, 
did you watch the video? She said, no, I read all the PDFs. <laughs> There's 21 PDFs. They're only like little bullet points. Right, they're points. just a, yeah, right. like a picture. A page. It's like a page. Like three bullet points. That's what he did. And that's and all that's he did. he was saying. He did the course. I'm like, no wonder. I knew it. There was just no way from the conversations I was having well, with him that he had done it. Sean's not deep enough into the course yet, but I know from conversations with Dawn, <laughs> listen, everybody, <laughs> make sure you listen to this statement right here. There is no BSing your way through this course. No. Because I'll ask Dawn a question. She goes, did you do this? Mm-hmm. No. Well, that was part of your homework in 3.0 or 301.1. And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Uh, I got to go back and watch that again. Uh, <laughs> you know, and she's like, okay, you know, so the next time I talked to her, well, have you been working on this? No. Well, that was your homework on 201.7, you know, and it's like, oh. So there is no BSing your you way through this course. You if, can't just breeze through it. Yeah. And I try to emphasize that a bunch in the lessons. I'm like, please do the lesson. Please don't move on. Uh, do your homework between lessons because I've seen it enough. Like over on my side of it, I've seen all the people that are grateful and thanking me and the profound changes that they're having in their sport and their in their lives. And so I've seen enough of that, that when I see people struggling i'm like okay you're not doing something like yeah but you know oh i was watching i listen to the videos or i watch the videos while i'm at work I'm like no yeah no, yeah that's not gonna work either <laughs> well and credit to, to chad is he was fully engulfed like he was doing he was really doing the homework he was really putting forth the effort and it's i have some notes <laughs> oh my gosh! My notes are a lot. He's, he's got like yeah. five of these notebooks full of yeah, notes. It was, it, well, because I wanted to. It, it, and look, guys out there in the shooter land, it, it was to understand what I was gonna get into, you know. And and then if somebody had a question, I can say this is it. Look, I'm gonna. T- and again, it's not everybody. This is just me. This is my journey. You know, I wanted to give a a, a true overview of what I went through, but it made me a better person. I can tell you I'm happier when I, I, this is really weird. I'm happier when I miss. I just, I'm having a good time, you know, and I've always had a good time shooting. Like you heard me at the beginning. I like to win, you know, nothing would make me more happier than going out to, you know, I've been coming out to Ohio cause I want to win that thing. And I, I got to fifth last year and I've won super sport. I've won a five, five stand, stand before yeah. and I, I want to win the main. It's not that that's not a goal. Um, but you're not going to let it wreck your life. It doesn't, you don't. it doesn't, I don't go home. Literally when I shoot a shoot now, Jen even asked me, he's like, you haven't even said anything about the shoot two days ago. Did you win? I'm like, yeah, I won. Or no, I got fifth. And she's like, you didn't even get mad. I was like, it's over. It's done. You know, it's like, whatever, let's go. It's like, I got to move on the next <laughs> thing. Right. So that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoyed from this. And for me it was, it was, you know, I don't, Look, every I don't care who you are out there, Derek. I love you. I love you guys. I love Anthony. I think all of them could learn something from something like this, whether it's from a personal standpoint. Even if you're top notch and you have it figured out, there's always something you learn. If you're not learning, you're not you're not growing, right? In in life anyway. So um, I, I love this stuff. I love the game. I love what it offers you, and it's so new to me. And it, to this day, even. I've been doing it for a while. Well, and you're one of the yeah. few people at your level that's actually come out and talked about. It. Talk there about are people it. that she works with that I, and will I was just not getting ready to say, say Dawn, I know, I know who you're, they are. I know she you work with people on his level or even, you know, maybe well, even better, higher. Even higher. Right. And, 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 but you don't hear from them. 
Yeah. Wonder why. Parent or parent client. <laughs> client. But no, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, it, I applaud Chad for coming on and talking about this because obviously this is a personal thing for you. And you, I mean, you've made a change. You've seen the change. People have said you've changed. It's like, why wouldn't everybody else want to like. It's an interesting, it, it's an interesting thing. You know, I worked with PJ golfers. I would um, be helping them with some of their, like there's this one guy who. Um, we did some hypnosis, worked with him on some of his issues, and the next week he went out and won. And uh, when I saw him at that event, he acted like he didn't know me. So this is something that I've been seeing and dealing with for a long time um, with the athletes because, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from the amount of time. Like some of them spent their whole lives doing it. They've practiced a lot. They spend a lot of money. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And so, you know, I've definitely learned along the way to not take it too personal because there are a lot of factors that go into it and they don't need to just say, Dawn did this, right? Um, but what I have seen is that I helped them over a huge speed bump and at least say something. I mean, I yeah, don't you, know. You why. put a piece in the puzzle yeah. that, that yeah. helped them get and, closer to the well, completion. And I think that's why I wanted to work with you when I decided that I'm going to ask her and she offered what she offered to me um, as pro staff. It was like, this is why I wanted to be on the show with her now that we're a year into it. Look, guys, it's not – if you think I'm – I'm just going to say it, and this is probably going to be not political. If you think I'm retarded because I went to a, a, a shrink, as they would call it, right, to help my problems, you got more problems, Chad. You're you're a mess, you know, blah, blah, you're a mental midget. Look, I haven't won a bunch of world championships, Ben Hustwaite. I haven't won a bunch of national championships, Zach Kinbaum or – you know, Wendell Cherry, but guess what? I'm a five-time world champion on a bike. So what's the difference? I've done it too somewhere else. So yeah. if this is going to, if this can help me in any way as a person or as a shooter, why not? Right. Did it hurt anybody that I took this class and I'm being open about talking about what it's done for me? No. Are you maybe look at me funny? Like, you know why they're looking at me funny? Because they know every one of the shooters out there, even this guy over, I can feel his presence looking at me right now <laughs> he knows damn well that if i uncork one you're all in trouble out there in Shooterland. i will smoke all you when it happens and that's just and and, I, and then i'll gonna. then what are you gonna say what what if i do it's, win it are you gonna say oh chad was right or i don't know what to do it was a fluke it was a fluke or whatever it's like look guys if it gets me anywhere to where look how good i shot at california state mm -hmm. i didn't win anything outright but I shot so consistent to win the HOA overall, you know, and that's a pretty big feat out of all the events. And, you know, I haven't shot that well since I won state. So in California, because that's pretty hard state to win in with all the top shooters oh, yeah. that are living out there. So and I went to Texas State and I did well there and I and I did well at the, you know, at different events of wherever I go, you know. So sure, I'm going to have my moments, you know, it just uh, for whatever reason, some of my worst shoot or you know when i'm not doing well is not very good whatever it, yeah i'm still gonna go out there and grind it out and she's given me the ability to want to go out and grind it out because i could have just walked away and said thanks everybody yeah you know? i think that's got to be a major point here is you were literally at the point of i almost walked away I'm there was no reason to do it anymore i'm gonna stay home and shoot the kentucky fried open on wednesday night and i was actually gonna yeah. walk away and just go surfing and hang out with my yeah. wife and go i mean like it was just, over with. it was and I had no problem doing that. And it's not because I don't like anybody in the game or I've made lifelong friends. It was just that 
when I'm done with something, I'm done. And you know, when I was done with BMX, I don't want to go race again. I don't even, I, I look at my bike every once in a while and go, Ooh, that'd be fun. I'm gonna go, go to the track, you know, tonight, you know, cause why not? Right. But then it's, that's a fleeting moment and I'm over it. You know, right now, this is what I want to do. And she's given me the ability to want to do it. Like the last four days, how many targets did we shoot in California oh when you were gosh. there? How many targets we've shot since I've been here and I'm having a blast doing yeah. it. And usually I'm just like worn out, don't want to shoot anymore. don't want to see a clay target. You don't want to see, I'm just having, I fun. mean, we were out ripping and I looked at the clock and I'm like, we got to go. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we got a podcast tonight with Don and Joan. And she, he's like, yeah. So what time is it? I'm like, it's almost three o'clock. We got to be there at four. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I mean, we, we were so caught so up it, in just having fun. You know? And if I can, if it, look, if you guys are struggling out there, do the do it. What's it going to hurt you? And what's cool, you can do it at your own home. You know, you can you right. don't have to go fly out to see her. It's always nice to. And I I, I was going to ask you, and I I don't even know this. Are you offering the once a month thing for anybody that buys that course? The uh, video call like you do with me? Oh, like a private virtual session? Yeah, those are. People pay for private okay. sessions on the website. Do they? Do they? Okay, so they have the ability to go. But I won't with you. just do it with somebody who's not doing the program. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm starting at ground zero with them. I'd rather right. they be it's in the like, program. Don't stand backwards with the gun. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I do want. There's a few things come to my mind. Number one is there's no doubt everything's coming together for you, Chad. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt. You have all the puzzle pieces, and if anything. Um, it goes back to our original conversations, you know, it's just wanting it now and getting frustrated and handle the, you know, the examples you've given related to, um, not getting upset, not getting frustrated related to the earpiece that translates over obviously to your shooting. So mm -hmm. not getting upset if you've missed a target, not getting upset related to somebody in your squad or whatever else. Or like when Joe and I were talking out after I missed that one Perry walked, I walked there and he goes, you saw the picture, didn't you? And if you guys remember the Derek thing, don't look at the picture. And I was like, yes, sure did. But I went to the next station, which was even harder and I ran it. So, I mean, it was, it, and usually it'd be like, well, there went my game. Cause I just missed two or one or whatever, exactly. you know? So that was cool too. And then the other really important thing that I'm hearing, and this is like the last chapter in my book is have fun again. And there's a lot of top athletes that are like, this isn't about having fun. This is about winning, you know? And they're, they're okay with being frustrated out there, but what kind of life is that, right? Not only are they frustrated, but they want to quit and they, they are angry and they're kicking the dog when they get home or whatever. You know, having fun is an extremely important thing, especially for something that you love. Like, why would you spend all this time and money on something when you're pissed off about it all the time? So to actually have fun doing what you enjoy and doing what you love and hanging out with your friends and you know, that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. And that's a point well made, Don. You know, anybody gets in any sport because of the fun factor. Um, if you get into a sport for the money aspect, especially in sporting clays, <laughs> you have, you've already started off wrong to begin with. So if the fun factor is gone and you just want to win, well, why are you even doing it? Why, well, why what happened? Mean, here's here's a, even a better question. Let's go down and wrap up. What if you do win? Okay, but if it's not fun to you to win. But what if you do win? Then what? Let me see you win again next weekend. Maybe you don't. But what if you, even if you do, it's like what I, it's like whether you hit the target or not. You know, you got to have another reason to, to do whatever you're doing. So it's like, yeah. you know. If you're not I, passionate about it, I mean. It, once you're there, you're there. Then what? 
Yeah. You got to go do it again. Like we always chased a perfect lap in BMX. I won the worlds. What are you going to do again? Well, you try to do it again. And if you're at that level, that's what you do. But so many times of winning, you, you got to find something else to win for Cause there's a lot of guys that win a lot out there. I'm sure Anthony isn't winning because he likes to win only. Right. Anthony likes to win because he enjoys the process of winning, mm. you know, and what it, you know, everything it gives him and the ability to be relevant, whatever you take someone like Ben, you know, he's a winner too. You know, he loves to win, but he is now doing it for a different reason than he did it before. And his wins came a lot less before. And now they're coming a lot more lately. Right. So, mm. yeah. Don, you, you see these scenarios in some form or fashion in the sport constantly is, is there anything different about sporting clays in your program that's so much different from other sports? I mean, as far as, okay, the mental struggles, you know, you, I'm sure they're relatable to everything, but is there anything unique about sporting clays um, versus training for other sports mentally? Yeah. So first of all, the brain is the brain, the mind is the mind, and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, eating pizza at five o'clock or shooting clays at three o'clock or, you know, sitting down with your wife having dinner. It's sure. it's how you are as a person and your ability to be present and focused and engaged and not stuff about something's not that it's not even happening in front of you. Those are all the same. It doesn't matter what sport it is, it doesn't matter what day what time it is of the day or any other activity. So that's sure. peak human performance right um but as far as like the clay shooting the monotony of the you know three pairs of the same exact thing that's the challenge that that brings to the mind is big compared to another sport um because your your mind wants the shiny penny to focus on it wants the the new shiny thing so if you're giving it the same thing over and over again it's pretty monotonous it's no different than driving down the highway and it getting boring and your mind wants to wander which yeah. is called highway hypnosis you're going to, your mind's going to wander the more mundane and monotonous something is so that's one of the challenges that anybody shooting sporting clays is going to be faced with but you know there's other things too like um, the squads and, and who's watching you because that's just again related to somebody's personality some people don't want a bunch of people watching them and then they get right. all antsy and they rush and they try to get out of the cage faster and other people could care less and you know you got the side-by-sides going by now and you know there's so many different elements like that that are very unique to this sport yeah. um, that I would say I've not seen in other other sports because it's a whole different setup um, Let's see, like a basketball player is not going to be upset about the basketball hoop, but in clay shooting, you may be upset with the clay target, you know, the, the target setter or the course and, you know, whatever else. And um, so there, there's a lot of unique elements about it. Well, you know, credit to uh, Wendell Cherry when he was on our show. He he alluded to that is that sporting was so much harder than fee task, you, you know, and I, and the, what brought that up is I – as I asked him, I said, you know, Wendell, you had made a comment that the third pair is the most dangerous pair, mm. you know, because the first pair, it's the shiny penny, like you're saying. The second pair, it's still kind of new in your brain. But then when it comes to the third pair, I've done this. We just got to get through it so I can move on to the next cage. That's when the failures come. And he said, with fee task, you never get the same pair twice. Exactly. You're getting a different bird every time of your singles, all that. So he said, it, it, you know, mentally, it's much tougher in sporting than it is in fee task. And, you know, you could 
kind of say a little bit of the same thing with super sporting is might even be like a little touch of easier than sporting is mm-hmm. for those um, reasons. Exactly. Yeah. And same with AFS. I think there's a lot of weight to that because to be able to do something once it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but to be able to do something once, that's one thing, do it four times in a row, you know, four pairs in a row. You know, um, some of the courses we go to, Sean, have five pairs in a row. Do the devil. Do, oh, my gosh. We won't, we won't even go into that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's that's it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many things, like you said, you know, we want to blame it on targets that are not the right shells or I had the wrong color lenses in or nobody wants to blame the six inches between the ears. So. Well, and that's really fascinating because you could have – the most ideal of all of those things and be stuff at your wife and shoot crappy. So, you know, that's why they say it's 90% mental. It's not to say that mechanics isn't important or isn't there, but the mental game will override the $50,000 gun and the $2,000 earplugs and the perfect lenses and, you know, instruction with a top instructor. And right. If you go out there and you don't know how to ha- handle your your anger, if you don't know how to stay focused and present and engaged and move on from a miss without, you know, constructively processing it. And if you don't know how to do that, if you're too focused on your score, if you're in the lead and you um, all you can think about is winning, you know, that, that, that'll screw you up and it screws up the top. Like, yeah. Again, going back to the PGA professionals, you can watch any PGA golf event on a Sunday and see a top pro falling apart when they're in the lead. Ricky Fowler. Right. right. <laughs> Sorry, well, Ricky. I love you. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't going to bring this up, but I, I think it's important that I do so. And, and Chad, you know I love you, so don't get upset with me on this. Um, Don, I, I told you, and Chad's not aware of this, but I have talked to a lot of the, a lot of the big name people that Chad mentioned tonight and along the way, and they all said the same thing. His skill level is as good, if not better, than most of us. Mm. But it's those six inches between the ears. Mm-hmm. And remember when I first talked to you about Chad, I, you know, I was like, look, his skill level is there. He has that skill level. It's him falling apart on a station. One target at the beginning of a pair or beginning of a station can ruin him, can wreck him, even though he's got the skill set to more than run that course out. But that one target wrecks him. And you're like, I know I can help him. I remember you telling me that. Mm-hmm. And go ahead, Sean. Well, and I was going to say, and to that point, you know, Chad was able, with talking with Jason, to recognize that you want to get some outside help and, and give it a try, right? Uh-huh. But for all of our listeners out there, is there a moment, is there a time, is there something that clicks to where they need to pick up the phone and give you a call? Yes. Okay. And what is that? When and where is that? How can we help these people? I have a people? piggyback question to that. Uh, okay. okay. Well, someone like a pro staffer gets 12 private sessions and um, some of them don't use, but maybe one of them. And then that's a problem, right? So um, I, you know, I definitely believe in, in the online course, but if a person's able to and they have the means or whatever, a, a private sessions and going along with that can definitely not, let's say, hold somebody accountable, number one, right? <laughs> let's make sure they're even doing the lessons um, because a regular weekly or every other week or even once a month appointment is going to help them to stay accountable. Um, it, they can ask their questions. If they are struggling in any way, then I can ha- guide them in the right direction. 
I can find out then if they're not really doing their homework. I can find out if they're listening to the video while doing, you know, their actual job. You know, I can I can figure all that stuff out earlier rather than later. Um, and then, you know, help them along. But So let me give you an example. And, then, and the, again, this is why we're doing this is to, to explain the journey. So I went to another Texas event where Atlas is at. It was called the Atlas Open over at um, Able Ammo. And I got to do one of my sessions with her. So to give you guys an idea of what that session is. So she took three and a half, four pages of notes. And we were on the phone just at an hour. And she just asked me these questions and I just started talking and I'm like, so do you understand where I'm at? She goes, Oh yeah, I got three and a half pages. I was like, what? (laughs) She had three and a half pages of notes on me and she tweaked the audio stuff that I was doing, going into the sleep. And when I was meditating or whatever you want to call it, meditating, I might as well use that word. Mm -hmm. Um, I use a lot of that. I use a lot of her videos when I'm, or audios when I'm going to sleep just because I can stay awake and I can really calm myself down, walk through it. I don't have any distractions from my dogs that are sleeping near me or my, my girlfriend or anything and really focus on what she wants me to do. And then I just let it happen. And for the longest time I would like, I'm listening to these things and I don't know, I had to listen to a few of them. I've told you, I had to listen to them live, like going to work because I don't know what she was saying. <laughs> and I was like, I hope oh. she's not putting anything in my head that I'm yeah, not supposed I to mean, know. I, I, because I was guilty. actually, I, fall asleep I, I would fall asleep, yeah. but yeah. things were changing. And um, she, she tweaked the audio. She made me a custom audio for that period. Guys, it turned the switch. I won pretty much everything that weekend. I won the prelim. I shot a 99. I won the five stand outright. I was, you know, top five in the main event. And I was like, I don't know what the heck happened. But, and that was just two days. She made me that audio and I, and I, and I was like, okay, again, had to listen to it on the plane home. I was like, what is she telling me? (laughs) Yeah. Because what happened to me guys is she turned me and you said, this is kind of common with people like me that have a lot of aggression, you know, from different sports and stuff is I got to the point where I, and it wasn't like, I don't care, dude. It was just like, I was so like shaka bra. Like I was like super hippied out, like. Almost like I was stoned, but I'm not stoned. You know, it's like <laughs> I didn't care. It's like I'm having a cool time shooting. Oh, missed that target. Bummer, dude. You know, and I'd get done. I was like, man, somebody in my sponsorship list is going to get really pissed at me one of these days because I'm not trying right now. <laughs> so that's what I was having to talk. She goes, yeah, I probably pulled you too far than one way. <laughs> so that's what she said. And she goes, that's very common. And she's so she kind of tweaked me back the other way. And I'm and I it, it was like a bounce back. It went from way aggressive throwing shells getting mad and i have another story about that real quick and then it went to don't care roll man why you get so angry lenny you know whatever it is to wham right back into aggressive mode for about a day and it was like whoa now i know where the line's at and it literally was i knew where the line was that's cool and and that was huge for that shoot and then i brought that to every other shoot doesn't mean that i didn't get frustrated didn't, but you I, were able, able to control to, it. I was able, able to, to see it. it more. Yeah, it happened down to Georgia, down at the Southeast Regional because I shot so well on Saturday. I was top eleven ahead of Zach, or I was tied with Zach. Had to shoot a fifty-six or higher to be in the top eight, and I th- shot a forty-nine. And I was super pissed on Sunday because I was, but I was like, man, I'm mad for the a weird reason. Usually, I get <laughs> mad because I want to quit. That was like, 
I had it. <laughs> it was right in my palms. Right and it was there. so cool because I got to be there again. You know, awesome. that was fun. You know, I, I was frustrated, but then it went away again. Got yeah. on the plane, got home. Jen's like, how was it? I was like, yeah, I almost had it. Well, and what I want to say real fast is the caring without caring without caring. It is a, it's like a gray area. It is. And um, like using the earplug, loss of the earplugs at the Nationals as an example, if you didn't care, you wouldn't have went back and looked for them. And so, and if like spilling the coffee or spilling the milk or whatever, if you didn't care, you would leave it and be like, screw it. But you, you care without caring, without to the point where you're getting annoyed or pissed off or, you know, getting really frustrated. And that's the happy medium even with, with shooting or any sport, you want to care right. without caring the way you used to, the way that you every your life depended on it, your 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 evening depended on it, your relationship was going to be affected by it, you know, your your all the, all these frustrations and everything. Um, so you still care. It's just not the way that you you you're not hanging your hat on it, and right. not, your whole life's not revolving around it. Um, which I don't know some competitors might not want to hear that maybe they want their hat to hang their hat well on. here's another one what if you do get angry and you shoot angry cool right you got a chip on your shoulder you're super pissed off i'm gonna smoke everybody Arr, right and you smoke them does that mean you have to get angry just to shoot well again do you want to get angry every time just right to shoot yeah well do, again? You, do you want to do what happens when you do well so now you just got angry to shoot well and you didn't really like the feeling of being angry just to do that right yeah I get right. that question a lot right. from certain personalities. Some people will say, well, I like it when I get angry because I perform better. And I'm like, well, what's really causing you to perform better? Is it really the anger or what comes after the anger? And it's what comes after the anger. It's and they even demeanor. know that. it's yeah. They become more focused, more engaged, more present. They do their pre-shot or whatever it is. They implement what they know they should have implemented. So it's not really the anger that makes them shoot better. It's what they implemented because of it. So you don't need the anger to do your pre-shot that's routine. the devil right there <laughs> that was what i was talking about with the devil yeah. is that was what i was explaining I, to well you, so and see that's the thing when you first told me about that new training mm -hmm. that you have i recognized that's where it exactly was going what i'm talking about because i am taking don's course mm -hmm. and i could see the right. the mutual kind yeah. of mindset well why not use it right because it's yeah. I, I don't know everything about it because she's the the professional at it but i do know enough that i i i feel i know enough that i can kind of implement it in how i teach sure to make it better for my students right um one don, last question for you don mm -hmm. if you had six hundred dollars and you're a shooter you're going to get more out of just going to trying to figure it out at the club. And you're a semi-decent shooter, A class, B class, whatever. You pick a class. You're a competitor, though. And you have $600. Would you rather go get some mental help slash instruction or go try to figure it out on your own with the $600 and just shoot targets? Oh, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> but why? You answer, but why? But why? For you? <laughs> yeah, it is a dumb question. But why? Because some people... I just had that told me the other day on on because I'm doing a clinic with David and they're like, why would I spend that much four hundred dollars on your clinic when I can go out and spend six hundred dollars and and figure it out on my own? Keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you get same results. So the brain is like a computer. It has software. It has hardware. You're hardwired in certain ways, but there's software, and you can change that. And whatever results you're getting right now is based on the software you have in your brain whether that's mechanics or mental or whatever else, you have to get 
new programming if you want to have change. Otherwise, you're going to get the same results you're getting. So if you just go out there on your own, you're going to keep doing what you've been doing. You're going to keep getting what you've been getting. That's the definition of madness, right? Yeah. Or insanity. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Um, Don, we, we preach on the show every week is take someone new shooting, take them to a tournament. Um, I want to talk about that just for a minute. As someone that that is interested in your program or, or maybe someone listening to this, is there such a thing as too early? If so, when? And if not, when should they start your program? It's a good question. I get asked that a lot. And so there are a lot of top instructors and shooters out there that I've heard through the grapevine or You've heard it people. directly. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I know the people. I know who they are. There's several of them that are regularly telling their students to, um, you, you know, wait five, six years, four or five, six years before you work on the mental game. I totally disagree with that. And that's not just me, you know, looking to have clients. That's me understanding the brain. And I have to say, I could probably put money on the table right here. I understand the brain better than all of those guys. Right. And so as far as the brain and as far as what I'm teaching for the mental game that I'm teaching, so I'm not talking about somebody else's mental game. I'm talking about what I teach. I'm talking, I'm helping people to be more present, more engaged, more focused, less angry, less stressed out, uh, less overthinking, less second guessing, more confident. Those are all great things for any human, like you said earlier, any human, if not all humans could benefit from this. And so why would someone who's just starting shooting not want to do that or not have benefit from that? So a new shooter is going to have confidence issues. They're going to overthink. They're going to get frustrated. They're going to be freaking out when they're in the cage and people are watching them. They're going to, um, you know, be distracted by sounds around them. Uh, be frustrated when they see targets they've never seen before. I mean, all of those things are the type of mental game that I help with. That's not the kind of mental game that everybody else is teaching. Um, so for my mental game, I would say start it as soon as you can because mm -hmm. why wouldn't you? Especially why? if you're a competitor. Yeah. I would. I This is where I disagree with Don. The only time I would ever say that would be different, in my opinion, is if you never shot a shotgun before. And you've never had one in your hand, which I deal with all the time in California, right? Because there are people there that have never touched a shotgun. Sure. They come out and they just they bought it. They bought a twenty-five target package. There is no mental game there. I'm just going to make sure they're safe and they're pointing the gun in the right position. Yeah, and I, I break that. some targets. Yeah. That's the yeah. only time I think if you're going to compete in this game, and you're going to go buy a twenty thousand dollars side by side, you're going to buy understand thousand dollars. Understand what I said to it. Yeah. The two things we talk about every week is take someone who's shooting. Take them to a tournament. Right. If they're going to dip their toes in tournament world. I agree. Okay. We've talked about it a million times. This is episode 135. <laughs> Look, playing a round of golf doesn't make you a pro golfer. Playing a round of sporting clays doesn't make you a pro sporting clay shooter. You have to break the game down. You know, work on crossers or you know, your basic foundation of, you know, stance and posture and all you know, all the technical skills that you break down well one of those things that they do in all sports is also mental training so if you're going to dip your toes into the tournament world of the sport and you're going to take the time to, to have an instructor buy the proper equipment learn the base fundamentals of this game 
I think mental training needs they to come with that. They don't put sports psychologists on every team sport in the world that does professional athletes. I was a professional BMXer. And we no, had, it's had still sports coming around. Psychologists coming around. Yeah. at every big event I went to. Not that I used them all the time. My swan year was a sports psychologist. Rubbing my legs out. How'd you feel today? What'd you do? I'm like, I don't know. Did that hurt? You know? <laughs> but, you know, you forget because when you do it all your life, Joe, you've been shooting and setting targets. God I don't even know how long. Forever. Probably right? 60 years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Shots say it. Um, but, I, I, you know, when you've been doing it for so long, I think it probably does come second nature and probably feels a little bit easier. You know, and I think that's the Anthony's of the world and stuff like that. They they, they built I, – I look at it this way. Why not tune your, your – I, I believe it now. And I did not – and I've said this to you direct, directly to you, and I'll say it to you again. I did not believe her at the beginning. I thought – this game was more about confidence based off skills. If you have good skills, fundamental-based um, program, you apply those skills to the target, the target breaks, that gives you confidence, gives you an X, the X gives you more confidence, and it just builds like that. How'd that Make, work out for you? It's fine. If you did that from eight years old, the same thing they're doing with those kids, the Windles of the world or Anthony's the kids, they're building a, a mental I game will, in I some will, way to them. But I will slightly argue with you. If that's the case, then why does Anthony have a mental training class? Why does Zach cover the mental aspect of the game in that's his new correct. video? Why does Ben Huswade have a mental side of his training? Mental because training. Because cool, and they realized that they needed to have it. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, Don. But my point trying is, to be is, like Don. <laughs> yeah, no, but my point to all that is, I know where you're, I, I know where you're going. Is, is that you learn how to win. And part of learning how to win is getting your mental stuff in Well, let check. me add something yeah. to what you're saying. There's definitely different kind of different people, as I keep saying. But um, if you look at any top professional athlete or anything else, they some of them, it came natural. And what that reminds me of is like my brother from a young age could draw anything. Draw you, sit in there in perfect detail. If I try to draw something, it's going to look like... What's here on this piece Chicken of Chicken scratches, yeah. <laughs> so, and it doesn't matter how much training I get. I'm only going to be a certain level, right? Sure. Some people can get on the piano and they play beautiful music from day one. And others can get instruction, instruction, instruction. And they get pretty good. They get medium or, or can be really great. And some of them never get past a certain level, right? And so, you know, it's hard to know with, let's say, Anthony... You know, what was chicken or the egg? What comes first? You know, nurture or nature? It's always an argument, a debate in psychology. So we don't really know what co combination came together with Anthony. It could be that he absolutely loves it. Like compared to his brother, he wants to compete, right? So there's, you know, was it the upbringing? Was it always being on a course? Was it always shooting? But then there's something else because so was his brother all the time, right? So then you got to add in. Um, a competitive nature, somebody who wants to devote their life to it, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. So there's a lot of different factors. Like Tiger Woods, he grew up in a Buddhist home. His mother was Buddhist, practiced meditation all the time. He practiced it all the time. So what aspect of his, you know, Zen came from being brought up in, in a house like that? So, and then also just natural inclination. Sure. So, you know, somebody who doesn't have the natural inclination who didn't get raised in a Zen household, who didn't get raised on a shotgun sport field, you know, how much practice and at what level will they get to? You've all seen somebody with 
horrible mechanics, meaning no motor skills. <laughs> and they yeah. break every target. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, there's different, you know, it comes naturally. It's an, it's an eight or you were raised around it your entire life. And then there's people that worked harder to get there. And then there's some that work hard that will never right. get there. Yeah, and That's, um, this is no secret. And people that have been around in the shotgun industry for a while, a lot of them already know this. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. But that's how Wendell Cherry got started So with my program. And he, he sent in somebody first to try it. And that person ended up getting less upset, less frustrated. And his story was he had driven all the way to, I don't remember, Orlando or something like that. Went to get gas, realized he didn't have his credit card. Normally, he would have flown off the handle and freaked out about it. And he was calm, cool, collected, made the phone calls he needed to make, reported back to his wife. And she was like, that was weird. Why is he so calm? <laughs> she she then reported to Ann, Ann Terry. And to Ann was like, wow, that sounds great. And so then Ann told Wendell. And that's how Wendell got started working with me. And so oh. it was like the wives observing the difference the difference in, in their husband. And then, um, you know, Wendell and I worked together for like five years. So speaking um, of Wendell real quick uh, on the end. So this is a, this is one question that I, maybe you guys even asked it. What would you say to somebody who's like, okay, I did the program. Say they really truly did it. What's next for them? What do they do? Cause I asked the same question. Cause yeah. I, I called you and I was like, okay, I'm done with the program. I, I look on here and it's like the next steps and I kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit. Now what do I do? Cause I don't know what to do. Like, do I make my own things and cheat and you, and so this is what do you yeah. do? So the, as um, Chad said earlier, he alluded to it, the lessons are on a drip feed, meaning you can't just fast forward. They are released one per week, trying to help people to stay on track. Now, if you take a few weeks off, you're going to all of a sudden have several open that you could jump through. But I try to get people to do one a week. So there's 21 of them. And literally in the next few weeks, I'm adding to those. There'll be an advanced course that will be right on the back end. So anybody who's already in there and they're doing, you know, they're on 18, 19, 20. By the time they get to 21, there'll be an advanced course in there. And the first advanced course that I'm adding is related to the pre-shot routine, the post, what I call them, post-segment routine, intermission, and pre-segment routine. So I dive into those a little bit more, but that's my intention is to keep adding um, mini courses so people will be able to take the mini courses separate. Or Like I said, I'm just going to actually add them right to the tail end. Um, I also have the mental training on demand. So if somebody feels, well, let me rewind. If you don't feel like you have a good grasp on the mental and you've gone through 10, 20 of the lessons, uh, some people go back. And it's like watching a movie or rereading a book, you know, for the second time, you're going to hear things differently. You're going to pick up on things sure. differently. I get, I hear that a lot. I'm from back people. on module three, by the way. Well, yeah, and, you, uh, and you know, I'm guilty of that, Don. You and I have talked about that because I get busy in the personal life and, you know, sometimes shooting takes a back seat. So, and, and unfortunately, so does the mental training. So I'll go back and re-listen to a lesson. It's like, wow, I just picked up on this, this, and this that I didn't the first time. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. I hear that a lot. And so obviously I think that's a great idea. So people can either go back all the way to the beginning or go back a few here and there uh, if they've already gone through it. Um, the other thing is the mental training on demand, which is a, just a subscription. Uh, and there's like hundreds of 10, 15 minute videos in there. So, and again, I would recommend that for someone who's already gone through the program because these are little 10 minute clips. You could, it'll the gratitude's one of them. 
um, forgiveness, acceptance. I know that sounds really corny and all that, but it all goes along with this, you know, being able to be accepting of a situation, accepting of your score, accepting right. of your squad mates, whatever it is. So there's little 10, 15 minute videos. Um, so that's one of the things. The network is now free to anybody. So meaning not the online course, but the ability to be in this network and chat with like-minded people, but also the dialogue with Dawn is in there and that's part of the free package. Yeah. So once a month is Q&A that I do live and then there's like two years of archives of Q and A, um, so that's how, like anybody can do that right now for free. So that's one thing is to stay in there. You can do the mental train on demand, or just go do the mini advanced courses. I, I can't believe how much I didn't hear, or didn't read, or read, or heard, and I forgot, or whatever it was going oh, back yeah. through it. Um, my number one question from people that ask me as one of your athletes is, did you get anything out of it? And what is, what would you say from everybody else you've worked with? What do, th what's their number one question they get from somebody to them? Does, is it the same question? Actually, I don't really hear what the question is. I mean, most of the time it's jokes about the hypnosis, right? The quacking like the yeah. duck. <laughs> I want um, you to, you know what? Maybe we'll do that as a podcast. Just let's yeah. get it. Let's get it out and open. Well, just make me quack, quack like you a duck. You can do it right now. Quack, quack. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I didn't even know I did that. Am I back? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, and I teach about hypnosis on the website for free. Again, just go to about hypnosis. You can try hypnosis for free. You can learn about it. It's not what a lot of people think it is. It is meditation. It's a half awake, half asleep state. Right. It's just quite honestly, people didn't learn about this in school. They're all freaked out about it. They don't yeah, understand did. it. They don't know what it is. Can I give you guys a remember? Let's go back to kindergarten. What we do? Put your head on your desk and let's let's be calm and quiet. Remember that? Oh, quiet time. Yeah. Quiet time. Okay. That that All is right. that we did that. But, but now maybe they don't do that anymore. But um, DonGrant.com. It's in our uh, show description every week, and you still have the free yeah. dead pair hypnosis available to everyone. So in a while people, back. I tell people to watch the free webinar for clay shooters. So if they go to DonGrant.com, they go to subjects, and then there's clay shooters, and there's a whole page of products for clay shooters, and, and it kind of starts at the top to the bottom. That the top is going to be the free webinar, um, the free webinar that will answer any of their questions. But yeah. if they still have questions, they get a free consultation. And I can tell you right now, if you do that, if you do the free webinar, free consultation, and you're like, I'm going to do this, you get two weeks free. That's the, When you do the webinar, isn't that anonymous? Totally, if you want yeah. To, you like actually, it, you can got, ask any question you want, and it doesn't have to show up to anybody else. I, put, who it is. I don't even ask for last names anymore. Right. It's your first name and email. You don't have to, Make up your first name if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, so you don't know this, but when you started the course, we had rad chat across the top of the site. This idiot's doing it. You can do it. No, I'm just I don't care. care. You know, to be honest just with kidding. you guys, as, as much as she's helped me and, you know, it's kind of cool because I know she's with Joe and I, I get to hang out with Joe more and I just love the guy. So Don's awesome. Can you Joe's imagine awesome. all the hypnosis he's got? <sighs> well, it's probably why it's like you are going to set the best targets ever <laughs> <laughs> while you go to sleep. It's like quack, quack, quack. Yeah. Don't mess with me. No, but I look officially. Thank you, Don, for helping me. Um, you know, I've always said it. It's just something that I do. I hope I can prove 
you know, I think I've given you what you wanted to probably see, but for me is like, I want to show her that it's worked. You know, this is the other side of Rad yeah. Chad. This is another thing that affects his shooting. I don't think that he yeah. will mind if nope. I mention it. You can it. say it every time because I know what you're doing. He you're is sensitive, loving, sweet Chad over there and doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And he has sponsors and he has students and he has and I me. I love them. And he loves all these people and he doesn't want to let them down. And Joe and is smiling is ear to ear. His shooting. It does. Yeah. Not as much anymore because I I've, I know when to turn I it off. Because I put it in hypnosis. Yeah. I, that shit. I love you, but forget <laughs> that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, of people that that help out, you know, we Elite Shotguns uh, is our title sponsor, and we get a ton of help from them. So thank you to them. Um, Fioki USA, Chad Roberts, a, a fellow sponsor. Well, Rhino's uh, tearing help it us up on the courses on the, east, um, on the East Coast right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, Bear Pelt, another – Another uh, co-sponsor. Thank um, you for the nice uh, vest because it's so hot here right now. The the weather. It's not hot. It's just super muggy. And it's we just, and we wore our vest all day. Not no, never didn't, took it off. Didn't think anything of no. it. Um, Atlas traps. Uh, love us some some American made Atlas traps. Look, we went out to Airport Ridge. Wow. Yeah. All Total Atlas different. Trap. We've been shooting some different trap companies last week and went out there and I was like forgot spin on targets and that that target that machine can throw some targets yeah absolutely so. um re ranger another another co-sponsor um use new, the, the new react lenses yeah uh, using ultimate the, light ultimate light ultra or it's ultra light or ultimate light ultimate light um yeah. i used them in the trees here and so i know they made them for really bright conditions but for some odd reason just derek actually asked me to try it and he goes shoot those darker ones in the trees and tell me what you think that lens works if it's a blue sky out or bright day and you're in the trees it's an amazing it's, lens, it's yeah. a really good lens and and i didn't think it would be because we really made it for the desert like you know that style of black targets and blue sky way up in the air and stuff but yeah it really helps. you've got yours sean yeah i'm gonna try them out this weekend they work yeah. they're gonna work awesome see unfortunately now. i gotta wait for the prescription so if you yeah. beat me by a bird now there's your reason so that, that's the whole reason. um yes of course odo pro technologies uh we got some cool stuff coming at the ohio state championship uh all the participants are going to get something from odo pro i think it's really cool of them to step up and do that so thank you to odo pro Rhino chokes. Uh, we all use the, all three of us use their barrel porting. Mm. Um, and what an amazing, you know, <laughs> we had uh, Malcolm Melanie. We shot with them back in mm. Melanie Parker last couple of days, and the Rhino barrel porting is a topic of conversation. Let me tell you, is it? Yes. Mm. Uh, of course, Don. Thank you so much. We we love you being part of this program. Uh, Y'all are welcome here. I say y'all, meaning you and Joe, are welcome here anytime. We love having you guys in the Absolutely. studio. Um, hope this hope this helped a lot of people. I really do. I mean, I know we told Chad's story, and, and I hope his story helps. And I I hope people will kind of come out of the closet a little bit, if you will, on the whole mental aspect of it and, and quit hesitating. And it's not a handicap, team, so. people. This is not no. a handicap. And, and it'll help anybody. And it helps you. Anything in your life. it's And she has everything for anything. So you can think of, you flinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a program for that. You have problems with sleeping program. I mean, she's got, a, she's got a program for smoking, yeah. for nicotine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, weight loss, um, c- confidence building. I mean, look, I literally, Joe, no offense, brother, but probably should move in with Don. 
you know, <laughs> because of all the help I could get. Maybe after a year or two, she could turn me. No, I'm out of control. I, I, see, I see him reaching for the waistband there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, no, seriously, though, um, thank you, Don. We, we love you. you we Don. appreciate you very much. Um, Vero Beach Clay Shooting, Dead Pair Blast, coming up December 1st and 2nd. Do it. Don, I saw you have a tournament the same day. Um, I hate to see you cancel that and come down, but it'll be okay. We'll, we'll make it worth your while. I'll have to check the schedule. <laughs> white flower targets. Don, I bet you throw some white flower targets, don't you? I do. Awesome. And Joe, you I'm sell a chromatics. lot of white flower targets, don't you? <laughs> here and there. Here and there. Here yeah, and they, there. Have a, they have a new eco target coming out. Oh, I'm Very, so excited about that. It's yeah. at the Grand this weekend. So, um, you know, uh, most of us that shoot for them have. Probably shot one or two of them. Spring of, spring, spring of 24, everybody's yeah. going to get to see him. Yeah, so, good. And, of course, Score Chaser. Uh, love us some Casey Chase. Uh, wasn't for her. We couldn't get signed up for the tournaments we do, so we greatly appreciate her. Um, Ohio State almost hitting 600. Oh, isn't the numbers amazing? On yeah, that? It really is. 20, 20 off of the Western Regional right now. That's incredible for a yes, state sir. shoot. So, yes, Well, um, you got – we got Joe and Don here. That's why, duh. Hey, you build it, they come. <laughs> you bring right. the right people, they'll still come again. So, Sean Alley, this has been a big one. It has been a big one. It's a long one, but uh, I don't think we've changed our message. You know, Take somebody new shooting, take them to a tournament, put a gun in their hand, show them how much fun this is, and if they get to the point where they need some mental help, well, then call this lady right here, get a hold of her. Or if you're going to start taking tournaments seriously, don't let it get to that point. Yeah, don't let it get to the point that, uh, that, it's, a, that it's a hindrance. Yeah. Don't, don't get let, – let Rad Chad be the example, okay? He yeah. can show you the skills, and he can tell you why you don't wait this long, right? So until next week, Mr. Alley. Can't wait to see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Bear Pelt, Rhino, Odo Pro, Don Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, and White Flyer Targets. <laughs>